and welcome to Thoughts, Feels, and Conversation after what feels like the longest time. <laughs> um, my name is Buipilo Wakakekana. And I am Itumelindi Kobe. So if you are new to our podcast, we are two friends that love to have conversations. We are Black women. We live in South Africa and we can talk about almost anything. Um, but if you are All a returning listener, a member of this community, welcome back, guys. Even after <laughs> <laughs> after what feels like a mini hiatus that we never planned, but we just sort of got roped into. Yeah. Yeah, look. <laughs> We're here, right? We're here and there's yeah, great. Yeah. Um, we are we are back. The gorgeous girls were overwhelmed <laughs> by life. The reality is the gorgeous girls are still overwhelmed. They're, they're still overwhelmed. But oh. you know what? We 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 were able to to make this recording happen. This is us getting our heads somewhat above the water. So we're hoping you listen to it. You you listen to it with appreciation, right? Because even the time that we are recording this. <laughs> Is not normal, guys. <laughs> this is not what did you say when we started TFC After Dark? <laughs> yes. I said we're recording TFC After Dark for the first time since TFC became a thing. We're recording almost at 10 p.m. Yeah. Okay, so we hope you, you received this with appreciation, but it feels good to be talking to Itu, but also knowing that we're going to share this conversation with you guys. Um, if you are new, what you may not know about us is that every time when we start a podcast, we sort of just start by checking in with one another. So Itu, why don't you tell us what's happening in your realm of life? Gorgeous, gorgeous girl. Gorgeous, gorgeous girl is overwhelmed. But um, yeah, I think the past month has been extremely overwhelming just with school work life just other things um and yeah it's been it's been overwhelming and I think the most exciting thing <laughs> that has happened in my life over the this last month is mm-hmm. watching the the Twitter swindler mm-hmm. which uh, I don't know if you've watched that we actually yeah. What did I say? I said Twitter. Twitter. Oh, right. yes, Twitter. Twitter. You're such a Twitter. Uh, no, today, <laughs> can I, no, no, can I tell you? Today on Twitter, there was a space, a Twitter space about um, a South African swindler. So, no. And so That's I was listening real. to that. No. Um, it was it was actually quite wild. And no. um, how? But anyway, the the Tinder swindler. It it honestly like. It left me shook for a little while. Um, I just there was just so much about that documentary that was so unbelievable, and to know that, and also I realized after um, after watching a lot because it was trending on on Twitter mm-hmm. and then also on Instagram, people were posting like um, the question boxes and people sharing about similar experiences that they've had and um and it was uh, watching the 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 documentary mm. all I could think of was like this can never be me like I would no. never fall for this and then reading people's um 
lived experiences. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, it actually got me thinking about how every single one of us have desires that can be manipulated. And, mm-hmm. and I know that for That's me, a like a relationship, <laughs> a relationship is not one of those desires, you know, like I'm very alert. But I was thinking about other things that could be, is, that is a desire of mine that could be manipulated. Mm-hmm. And it is just... It's so You're wild. Gonna share it's wild that there are people that no, no way. <laughs> I knew it. I asked you just so you because I knew the answer would be because <laughs> I know if you did want to share, you would have shared. You said, for example, yeah. not ask, and you said it doesn't hurt to ask. <laughs> it doesn't hurt to ask. maybe another day, but maybe um, another day. But I think it's I think I think it's important, like as human beings, to know, you know, what is. Mm. what the desires of our hearts are so that we can we can actually be aware and alert mm. of the the manipulation that can happen around mm. those desires the areas that we're so, vulnerable yeah. as well hey like the areas that we are susceptible absolutely to, to the manipulation where or even just like i think sometimes when you're desperate for something mm. or when you're holding out um very desperately for something that can become an area of vulnerability um, yes, yes. So I do agree. Now I'm thinking, what is that for me? Do you know what that is for me? You don't have to say it. For you? Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I'd have to think about it. Yeah, I also need to think about it. Okay, but that's fine. I know, what it would have, I know what it would have been three years ago. <laughs> three <laughs> years <you>. ago? Yes. <laughs> what? <And I> want- <laughs> I would always say it. It's making me laugh because I'm trying to remember. Well, I think I have an idea, but we can talk about this offline. Okay. (laughs) That's what's been on your mind. Um, The things that we could be, like the areas of vulnerability that could make us able to. That is wild. Yeah. What about you? Especially in South Africa. Um, what has been happening in your life? Sure, everything is what feels like. It feels like everything is <laughs> happening in my life. <laughs> and and I was telling you in our text a few, maybe a few hours ago, that I was very close to breaking point probably every day this week until last night. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a lot. I'm like everything is happening and it's only the 18th of February. Like, how is it not the 7th of December? <laughs> December. I don't get it. I can't I understand it. Like, I don't get it. Um, but what's been on my mind, I feel like, I don't know if I spoke about this on the podcast last year, if I said this to you in our personal capacity, do that. At the end of last year, I was so exhausted that I'm like, I can't get to a place where I am as exhausted again this year. Like, I don't Mm. want that for myself. I don't want to get to the end of 2022 and be as depleted as I was at the end of 2021. And when I think about it now, I'm like, in 2021, even though maybe I was involved in like a variety of different things, the year was generally slower by virtue of like the COVID restrictions. Mm. And now Mm. that the COVID restrictions are minimal to none, the world has just like gone from zero to 3000. <laughs> Absolutely. 
I don't know how to live in this world. <laughs> I feel the same. <laughs> like, I'm not cut out I mean, for I this. I don't know how. I don't know how we did it before the no. pandemic. And I have no, no interest in doing it now. I'm not cut out for this pace. I'm not cut out for this go, go, go. I'm not cut out. Like, I'm just, I, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and I think you and I have shared how like lockdown, working from home, being as at home as we have been over the past two years has been such a blessing for us. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously we're, we're conscious of, of how it has affected people's lives. You know, we're not oblivious to that and we acknowledge that. But us as homebodies, this has been like sort of like the peace of God in our lives. It has given yeah. us, you know, and now going back to the rah-rah of pre-2020, I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm struggling in February. I don't know what I'm going to do when it's July. And I think it's, what I find weird is, I think, or maybe it was just the people that I had access to, like in the in the beginning of the, the lockdown, mm. um, how everybody was, or everyone that I was speaking to was almost relieved in how the world was slowing down a bit. So it's it's very wild to me that that things are going back to the way they used to be. Hey. Like I don't know what I expected. I I think I ex- I don't actually know what I expected, but I I think I I thought that the pandemic would would um, allow us to to ease. Mm. you know to have a to have a level of ease and mm-hmm. and slowness and and it it seems like all of that has been forgotten and it's like how fast can we go back to the way things were pre-pandemic and, you know and even like we see it with mm-hmm. no go for it we see it with um like we said with even like now the number of um of organizations that are going back to working from the mm-hmm. office mm-hmm. when when we've been working perfectly fine mm-hmm. remotely mm-hmm. for the past two years and I'm like why why are we why, why do you want to go back why I don't get <laughs> it either why? I like I don't get and I think the biggest like the my I think something that I'm very conscious or cautious about and something that I'm also very alert to is the fact that there are those of us who did thrive in that setting mm. and who are now having to return to this non to this environment to what that we didn't, didn't necessarily thrive in. And I'm like, everyone else yeah. who was desperate for this is living their best lives. And for me, yeah. this feels like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> like, I'm not supposed <laughs> to live like this. And I think it's it's even harder than it was before because now we 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 have an idea of what the alternative could be and, and we, we know that it works like, yeah, and it works <laughs> and we know that it works so and it, we know that we're not crazy i mean i saw someone post on instagram yesterday that um before the pandemic they actually like they would drive to their job and they would literally like cry on the way they cry on the way back. They were on antidepressants <laughs> and things like that because they literally thought that they, they hated the field that they were in, but being mm. in the pandemic and working from home, they realized that it's not the, the field or the, the, the work that they do, but it's rather just anxiety of being in the office. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, when I you realize what the problem is, 
you're like yeah. how do you now what mm. what do you do now when your boss tells you okay back to work mandate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> traffic and oh let me not even go there one of the things that i'm very like i'm very and i think i'm realizing this about myself as well is that i'm like a little more on edge than what I have been in the past mm. two years. And I'm also a little bit more irritable than what I've been in the past two years, just by virtue of everything ramping up. And my emotions mm. are like, probably also just because of the business of everything, my emotions, I'm just like, what the heck, 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 left, right, and center. Mm. <laughs> so that's me in a nutshell. It doesn't help also that I'm partaking in one gazillion activities. <laughs> time you know school work choir everything 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 all the things somehow you know one of my colleagues always says I'm not all things I don't want to be all things to all people and somehow I think <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> it's overwhelming <laughs> me in this sort of post-pandemic world but yeah needless to say that is what's going on in my life and I'm having to consume this no it's, it's a lot it's a lot, eh? But this is this is this is my go back to therapy season because I'm a need. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna make it through the year healthily if I don't. And that's just me keeping it one hundred. I'm gonna keep you accountable. Amen. And I look, maybe the TFC community will too. Um, yes. Look, hallelujah. So something that we want to talk about in today's episode not that it doesn't feel like we've already had a whole <laughs> conversation <laughs> which is you know what I mean this is why this is such a good space for us like or for me let me speak for myself I'm like we can get on here and we can have a conversation and, and I'm like <laughs> so this is helpful but uh, a conversation that we want to have today is on is on a culture of celebration right I was saying to you that well, firstly, I'm, let me talk about myself. I'm the kind of person I will take any opportunity to celebrate anything, okay? Mm-hmm. I will reward myself at the end of the week because I made it. <laughs> I will, you know, celebrate the end of a month that was tough. I'll celebrate anything. I'll celebrate every single birthday, like, with people, you know, with friends and family. Mm-hmm. It will be a thing. I will celebrate every graduation. I will celebrate, I will celebrate all the things. And, and I'm very aware that there are people, and I think it, you're one of these people who are not like that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there are people who are the exact, the exact opposite. Exactly. <laughs> I am. And so that is me. It's it, it boggles my mind, right? And and an instance that made me realize this as well was my little brother who were talking about whether or not he's going to attend his graduation from varsity. And he said, nah, (laughs) like, no, I'm not going. Look, I wasn't asking him to have a party. I wasn't asking Mm -hmm. to, you know, let's do a dinner. Mm -hmm. That was not my question. My question was, oh, you're graduating. Like, I'm not going. (laughs) And in my mind, I'm like, we, huh? (laughs) That could never occur to me. The kind of person Mm -hmm. that I am, like, you're not you're not going what does that mean or like people in high school that were like they're not going to the matric dance I'm like huh <laughs> you know those people I'm like the exact opposite and when I was thinking about it in context to my brother I was thinking a lot about we grew up in the same house 
we have the same yeah. parents. We have lived together for most of our lives. How is this? How are we on opposite ends about this? <laughs> you know, where did we get this from? How does it work? So, this is pretty much what inspired the conversation, but about celebration culture and and how we feel about it and why this is it. So maybe yeah. tell us why you're on the opposite side. Maybe try explain to me why my brother is the way that he is because I think he's almost similar to you. Even though I do think you have a little bit more celebration in you than he does. Really? Yeah. I think, um, so I tick all the boxes that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. I've never been to a graduation um, ceremony. No. <laughs> I didn't go to my graduation. No. Um, I, I did not want to go to my matric dance. I was forced to go to my matric dance by, <laughs> by one of my teachers. Uh, she was like, you're going to regret not going like the whole shabam, I really did not want to go. And and I really actually think that I would have been fine not going. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, like, when I was thinking about this topic and I actually, like, I was researching the culture of celebration. I don't, I just Googled culture of celebration. I was I'm like, like, I don't have thoughts. research? <laughs> I was like, research I don't have thoughts on this because I, I, I feel field. like I don't have culture of celebrations and I don't I don't really know what it is so I was like let me google the culture of celebration Mm. and something that came up was um, an article on enjoyment anxiety and uh, and I and I read that and this came out I don't know if that term is legit like I don't know if there's such a thing as enjoyment anxiety Mm -hmm. but reading the article I identified with a lot of what they were describing and Mm. and it it almost made me feel better (laughs) I was like oh it's It's like it's actually a thing Mm. it's not just me it's mm-hmm. a thing and um so yeah it just I I can't even what describe it, it I think what that, does it say about uh, oh it's such a long it's such a long okay I'll, oh I'll maybe let me say what are the things you resonate with um just the the anxiety around the celebration mm-hmm. that um and that that results in me deciding oh it's better not it's better not to celebrate this like mm-hmm. I remember just around for example going to my graduation like mm-hmm. I had so much anxiety around that that I was like I'm just I'm just not gonna go like I just I didn't go and I even made up a story on why I didn't go because I knew that people wouldn't understand and it would people would make it a bigger deal than it was to me so I I just made up a story on why I didn't go and it yeah it just it's it's quite I don't know I just but also um growing up and becoming an adult Mm -hmm. I have I've noticed that you know the element of celebration is lacking from my life so Mm -hmm. every new year's resolution is mm-hmm. that this year I'm going to celebrate. <laughs> I'm going to celebrate even the small things, the big things, all the things I'm going to celebrate. And and it honestly, it feels like such a chore to, to, celebrate. to celebrate that that I, I end up opting not to do it. And um, I can't say like I regret not, not celebrating things because I, I don't think I do. But 
but I do think about it. I do like it's it's always in the back of my mind that I need to I need to celebrate. The more. interesting thing for me about you is that you are very good at celebrating people. So do you think so? I don't I don't even Absolutely. know if I would say that. <laughs> at celebrating people, are you kidding me? <laughs> no ways it What? I think anybody who is close enough to you can attest to that fact. One thousand percent. You're so good at celebrating people and making the special moments special, and like being a ride or die. You know what I mean? Like you're very good at that. And even as it pertains to celebrating the people that you love, you're very good at it. It's always like, oh, we're cooking for my siblings' birthday. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, you know what I mean? You're very, it's who you are. <laughs> you do stuff like that. Um, so it's interesting that you wouldn't want the same for you. Or like you're just mm. like meh, or you don't own that you don't necessarily <laughs> even give yourself the opportunity to have that done for you. That's interesting for for me to 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 recognize in you. Another thing that I was thinking about for myself is that I dislike attention with everything inside of me, and I think I've shared this last year when we were talking yeah. about my birthday coming up. Is I I can't stand attention, meh, but I love celebration. <laughs> <laughs> exactly does the two fit but we all know that i get excited for my birthday get excited get excited and then like when the clock strikes first of august i panic <laughs> I'm like oh crap here it comes everybody's gonna message me everybody's gonna call me i'm so stressed um but i think my my love for like celebrations and my enjoyment thereof sort of makes me forget about the anxiety associated mm. with attention until like it's crunch time. So I yeah. I'm like, I'll celebrate anything. Okay. And I'll think about it in advance and I'll meditate. Also, <laughs> the fact that we're turning 30 this year, you do. This is also I why this, this, this conversation is so apt because like three decades mm. of life, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> are you going to celebrate <laughs> or not? <laughs> <laughs> the stutter for me. <laughs> it's the stutter for me. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I need to celebrate. Yeah. I feel like I need to celebrate, but I don't necessarily want to celebrate. Or I don't. I don't have a want to, to celebrate. Mm-hmm. But what makes you feel like? But you I. Need to do I feel the pressure. Is it the Sorry? societal pressure? Yes. Like, oh, it's 30. Yes. That it's 30. That, yes. And also, I think, um, I think that, you know, uh, I was actually talking to um, a friend of mine, I think it was this week or last week, mm-hmm. and talking about, like, how so many things that we do and the way that we act as adults are trauma-informed and how you have to be, like, self-aware of mm-hmm. when you are you're responding out of mm-hmm. past trauma mm-hmm. and how to identify that how to change that and I um and we've spoken about this before mm-hmm. about my need for stability and security and uh and security mm-hmm. and whenever I think of like for example like my biggest anxiety around celebrating my 30 years is mm-hmm. the finances mm-hmm. and and I do have the finances to celebrate, but I'm like, I, you know, mm. I could be doing something more um, mm. <laughs> important mm-hmm. or um, so I think to me, like the celebration is 
it's never a priority. So I can mm-hmm. always find something else to do rather than the celebration. And um, and I think maybe that's why it's easier to celebrate people, other people, mm-hmm. because my relationship with other people is a priority. Mm-hmm. So I won't necessarily find something, you know, that I won't, I won't feel guilty for celebrating you because mm-hmm. you are a priority in my life. Whereas I think having a celebration for myself, mm-hmm. I always think of like, I could be doing, you know, I could be doing something else with this money or, and it, it's not just like with, it's not where just with like birthdays or it's every, literally everything. like planning a holiday, everything that, so I think it's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that is and, yeah. interesting. I think, mentioning um the trauma response is very significant and i think when i was thinking about this earlier in the week and thinking about just how different we are i'm like um i think i I, your where you're different to me is is your like your your firstborn daughter responsible your knack for responsibility as the firstborn daughter Mm. um and so you I think maybe you process a lot of your decisions um through that you know that's why you can feel (laughs) money on yourself (laughs) and it's very interesting it's it's very interesting because you always tell me to YOLO guys every time I've ever asked you to do any advice I'll be like oh my gosh I'm on September I shouldn't spend this money but I really like this thing I should be like buy a baby YOLO <laughs> that is like I, I don't think there's ever been one moment where I've run a decision past you like that and you've said no nah, don't do it like I don't she's literally like yeah, you live once, spoil yourself life is short and then like the ranch, girl does not want to celebrate herself do as I say, not what as I do. No, but I need you to recognize, <laughs> <laughs> like the 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 fact that these the in, the, the incongruence, you know, like one plus one yeah. is not two here, ma'am. <laughs> Absolutely, I know that I am the the poster child of the firstborn daughter. Like mm-hmm. the everything that you read about how <laughs> firstborn daughters <laughs> process decisions live life everything like I am the poster child Mm -hmm. and I was actually thinking uh, okay no I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say (laughs) I changed my mind welcome back to TFC guys (laughs) back like we never left (laughs) we're still the same people if you want we are still the same people um yeah but I was um yeah, I was just thinking that I literally am the the poster, the poster child, child, and and like a few months ago, maybe mm-hmm. even a year ago, I was having I was having a conversation with a friend, and we were talking about um, how our generation differs from previous generations, and mm-hmm. um, I was like saying how like our generation is so self aware, mm-hmm. and um, she mentioned she was like we are self aware, but mm-hmm. it actually takes more than just being self aware. Like you actually need to take it's work. Um, it takes work, you know, to mm-hmm. to rectify the things that you are aware of. Mm-hmm. And I think that in this area of my life, I am very self aware of like the way that I process and mm-hmm. the way that I do things, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm not really taking action to change or rectify 
any of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you reluctant? Like to do so. Um, I think I procrastinate. Like I always say, I'm gonna do it. Like I, I set a timeline. I'm like let let this big thing pass. You mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. that requires me to be the firstborn child let that pass <laughs> and then no but there's always something there's always something else that comes exactly. along exactly i requires... was gonna say there will never not be something give me the i know but i i don't know i i think also i don't know how to do it i don't know how to do it and not feel guilty or not feel like mm. yeah i don't know that is very interesting <laughs> Um, that's very interesting and I wonder I really I think something else that I've shared on the podcast for about myself is that like and now that I've asked a question about my brother I'm sort of answering myself that my family is like that no one <laughs> really cares to celebrate anything you know not necessarily yeah. cares to celebrate but everyone's just like meh okay so if we do celebrate anything, it's because I'm the girl that has said, okay. You're the planner, yeah. And I remember you and I had a conversation a couple of years ago where I'm like, I really want a strong birthday culture in my family, you mm. know, because it's, I would do it for myself because I'm like, I ain't waiting for nobody, okay? <laughs> I'm going to have a good time. And so then I started sort of insisting on the same for everybody's birthdays, you know, um, last year we went on a trip for my mom's birthday we did a thing for my dad's birthday we do a thing for all of my siblings you know so like it's it's a good time we we sort of we are cultivating this culture of celebration and celebrating one another but it's because one of us insists on it and that one of us is me so I sort of wonder yeah. like should I get married and then you know be in someone else's family I'm like are they still gonna celebrate or not (laughs) and I think they probably won't but I I I wonder what it is about but do you not think that because because you are cultivating the culture of celebration that Mm -hmm. it's something that can be cultivated even without you there I think the person who is closest in likeness to me and I was actually sharing this with someone today that I'm my father's daughter is my dad mm-hmm. because especially in this regard like I was saying yeah I can celebrate anything but I'm my father's child my dad mm-hmm. is I think second to me he's the person who who just like wants to celebrate and you know but I think what it is for my dad like I can I can recognize this in him and I'm not sure if it's the same motivation for me what it is for my dad is 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 having like his family close my dad is very very family oriented like he wants mm-hmm. you know the family around all the time if you don't call my dad for a week he's like hello sanche you know like <laughs> we haven't seen each other you know when are we doing this trip or when are we doing that but like he just likes everybody to be together you know and even extended mm. family so it's not just like immediate family but extended family everybody so he's that kind of person so that's why he will invite people over or oh, let's have all these people at our house you know just because he's like that so I recognize mm. that as as his possible motivation, but I I don't necessarily know what mine is. You know, I think it could also be mm. just the fact that because I remember feeling as a child, um, I think it was a Christmas, and I was at my grandparents' house, and I remember the gift that my parents bought me, and it, it's very long ago because my little brother wasn't even born yet, but I remember mm. the exact um they bought me pajamas. My parents bought me pajamas. And then my mom's like, oh, yeah, I bought you this for Christmas, you know. 
There's no mm. fancy unboxing. It was Deborah's Christmas. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? There's no fancy rapper. It's not a happy kind of thing. But I was at my grandparents' house and I remember seeing these um pajamas that she got me and wishing like, oh man, I wish we celebrated like the families that we see on TV, you know? Because mm. that's the reality of I think where I had first seen it. I had it, my first examples of like celebrating yourself or celebrating with family just like a healthy or what I perceive to be a healthy um way of celebrate celebrating I saw it on tv mm-hmm. and I was like oh, I wish my parents were this mushy <laughs> you know <I> wish <laughs> they would wrap my gift you know and like present it to me under a Christmas tree you know all those things and I think because I I had that feeling from such a young age then I was sort of determined to, as soon as I was able to do that for myself, um, to do that, you know? So I think that is potentially what, what has motivated me to become this person. And um, what do you feel when you are celebrating? That is a very interesting question. Um, <laughs> what do I feel? I think similarly to my dad I enjoy having my loved ones close to me Mm -hmm. um so I enjoy I think the safeness of of my loved ones is a like something that I really Mm -hmm. enjoy you know um Mm -hmm. belonging yes but you know I think you just hit the nail on the head (laughs) (laughs) Um, belonging definitely 1000% but I also Mm. feel like um, I don't know I don't necessarily know how to articulate this feeling like I'm picturing it in my brain and I don't necessarily have the vocabulary to articulate it but I feel like like ah you know like Mm. oh kind of thing I don't know I don't necessarily I don't know that it's, it's not relief or something like that but it's just you know like a ha kind of feeling um, mm. that I feel when celebrating. And, and I also feel like, I think the, the biggest thing for me is like, especially with birthdays, I'm like, we live through so many things that life is so mm. valuable that I can't fathom people not wanting to celebrate their birthdays, you know? But I'm also conscious mm. of the reality, like, with a lot of black families, I know that's not like a common thing. We're not, you know, it's not in our culture, not necessarily in our culture, but it, it's not a common thing amongst us um, to have like elaborate celebrations, particularly because of, of our previously disadvantaged state, you know, that mm-hmm. the lack of resources um, meant that we had, we, we would sort of limit ourselves on the things that we considered luxuries. And I think as well, that is perhaps where some of our thinking comes from with regards to spending money on ourselves or whatever, you know, you like, am I going to have enough to do all the things that I need to do? So am I important? You know, is this a luxury kind of thing? So I feel like a lot of our processing still happens through that lens. And, and mm. I, I've seen it with so many of, of, of like my extended family in general, there's just this pattern of, okay this is a luxury you know we were sort of learning how to enjoy luxuries as 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 people who are as previously disadvantaged people if I can call us that and then Mm. I don't know where I was going with the thought 
So this is definitely we're really bad guys. I, think, <laughs> I talk myself into um, a tangent, but yes. <laughs> um with just my family, I think I'm the opposite of you mm-hmm. in that um growing up my family did the big celebrations like christmas there was the whole thing that santa claus came the presents are under the tree we should have been in each other's families (laughs) and even like now i'm thinking back i'm like i had a birthday party like a big birthday party every year till i was seven and i think seven when i was old enough to say I don't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't even know what it like. So I don't know what it is. I Your feel like there's something in my parents. <laughs> <laughs> versa, we should have switched. We should have switched. But just the, the the fact that now thinking back, realizing that even as a seven year old, I was like, I don't want a birthday party. Because I, I even remember yes. my last birthday party. I, it was when I turned six. And how did your parents take it when you said you didn't want one? Oh no, nah. my parents were very much you. You're able to to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't want a birthday party, you're not going to have a birthday party. Mm. That is so yeah, interesting. So, uh... And your siblings <laughs> are they are they like you or are they different? Um. I think my brother is probably the most like me. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister, uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, I think also like my my parents got divorced somewhere along the line. So our family dynamic also mm-hmm. changed mm-hmm. Um, quite a bit. So my early childhood and my siblings' early childhoods were very different mm-hmm. um, because my siblings were much younger when my parents got divorced. And I think that's what like changed a lot of what I would have called my family culture mm. um, and the way that we we used to do things. So mm. um, I'm trying to think, I can't, um, like I can't remember when, my siblings like last birthday party would have been mm. but there was a time where we didn't celebrate birthdays for a long time and I think only we only started again with lockdown because now we had birthdays mm. in lockdown and we had to we had to like come up with a plan to make a special for each other mm-hmm. um and yeah so I'm like before lockdown I can't even think of like when would I can't think of a year that we had, would have celebrated others' birthdays. Yeah, that is so interesting. That's very interesting to think about. But another, oh, I remembered where I was going with my thought. Um, yeah, thinking about like the culture of celebration as it as it pertains to like our black community in general like I think about mm-hmm. our weddings I think about like how how we have this capacity to do big things mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas in comparison to our white counterparts who have like the intimate um, wedding ceremonies and like the funerals with like 30 people and you know whereas with us there's just like the wedding is the whole community 
you know what I mean? Mm. They only now as we are becoming more and more influenced by like Western culture, we are becoming like we want invites at our wedding. <laughs> we want to elope. We want <laughs> weddings for a hundred people. But like generally, okay, maybe let me say the black South African because it's my context. It is mm. we can throw it down. Like mm. it's street bashes, eh? your 21st, the whole neighborhood is coming, your wedding and also is coming, you have a wedding at your family, a wedding at the your spouse's family, like hobbies. Yeah. And what I appreciate a lot is that the burden of executing the the celebration itself mm. is also shared. It's communal, um, yeah. I was yeah, I was watching um a YouTube video about um, oh, for this girl, she was describing um, the like the celebration that is held when the 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 men come back from the mountain, mm. and she was talking about like how it's a week long preparation, and mm. um, the, the the actual story was about she was put in charge of um, the room where all the alcohol is. And, you know, they lock mm-hmm. that room. Hey, have the key. If you have the and, key, you are very important. <laughs> you are very important. So she was basically like just retelling her experience. And um, what I noticed is, and it's something I didn't know, obviously, because I'm not closer, is mm. that um, the whole week, the whole community just comes and like people bring um alcohol they bring food um for the 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 celebration the coming celebration and and I was like oh my gosh I actually didn't know that like I didn't know that the community come together mm. in that regard that everybody um not only I, we know that people like usually um contribute like time in coming to help prepare coming to help mm. cook and all those things but I actually didn't know that people also gave financial resources in that mm-hmm. way so I thought that was I thought that was amazing and also like with the weddings as well it's not exactly the burden of, of paying for it. it's not on the on the couple or just the couple's parents you know mm-hmm. the, the entire family mm-hmm. the community gets involved as well so I think that that's a great um and I think though listen, like I guess sorry to interrupt you as we no, again no become more and more like um, influenced by the West, we are sort of losing touch with that. Mm-hmm. And that makes me a little bit sad to think about. Like the average person in our, let's say, age bracket is not necessarily having that experience when they get married or, you know, yeah. when, when they throw their child the first birthday party. We're becoming more and more accustomed to the Western ideals that mean like, you're um I only want 100 people and then in that sense we are also sort of um excluding ourselves from from the shared benefit of like this being a communal thing you know mm-hmm. from Itu's mom saying the neighbor saying I'm gonna make this and you know so I I'm like I wish I wish we could hold on to that <laughs> I really wish we could hold on to that I guess it is up to us to hold on to it, you know? I, I know. And and I think I think you and I, just from the conversations that we've had and the things that we think about and how we want things to play out just in general, like as it pertains to weddings and things like that and cele- big celebrations that we have in mind, I think we are particularly like intentional that those are the things that we want. But I wish it mm. was 
a bigger thing in our community, like in our age group. Like I wish, yeah. I wish it was yeah. happening more amongst us, you know, like, because I also think um, learning to celebrate um, like the West, and I'm just calling it the West because whatever, but I'm sure everyone knows what I mean. Learning to celebrate that way also takes away the responsibility from us to sort of invest in other people's things. Yes. You and I might Mm. not always feel like, yo, or let me contribute this or let me be a part of that. Mm. And I think, I think as the generations go on and on and on, we become more and more individualized. Mm. You know, we become more about the individual need and our personal preference and what I want and how I'm going to do my thing. And then we sort of just, um, we, we find value in simply just showing up at the person's thing or showing up with a gift, you know? Mm. Um, and I, and I, a part of me just like longs for that shared responsibility that even in our generation, we could be those people, you know? And I'm, I'm not saying other people, don't do it and I do. I wish it was part of my DNA. <laughs> you know, I look at mm. myself, I'm like, oh man, if if we were not um in such a pursuit of Western ideals, I feel like I could be a better person because of it, you know, and not saying mm. that there's anything wrong with 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 Western ideals. I think it's different. And I but I think that in this aspect, if we were literally carrying the responsibility for one another's celebrations and big things in each other's lives, I feel like. Um, I could be a bigger contributor to the things happening in the lives of the people who are closest to me. Mm. I think it also, it absolutely makes sense. I think that um, just a thought that came to mind is how, I think that the problem also stems from um, how we view celebrations. Because mm. I think about um, like funerals, for example, I think that the communal, um, contributions towards funerals is still something that happens quite a lot. Yeah, definitely um, yeah, so I think that maybe our view is on celebration as um, as a luxury. You know, mm-hmm. um, I remember, I don't know if you know Cats and, and Yoza. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they posted on Instagram mm-hmm. um, about they got married a few months ago and they posted mm-hmm. that they would really love to go on honeymoon in mm-hmm. Kenya. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they, they had a, like a GoFundMe or they, mm-hmm. they posted banking details, like anyone who would love to contribute. Um, and the, the response that they got, especially on Twitter, mm-hmm. was awful. It was awful. It was people like, um, why would you want to go somewhere where you can't afford to go? Mm. Um, you know, things like that. As if people were being forced to contribute. Obviously, if you don't want to contribute, you don't mm. contribute. No one is forcing you. But um, but it, what what made me remember that is just about how we, we view celebration as luxury. So now mm. these people, they, they would love to go to Kenya, but because I view going to Kenya as a luxury that you do not need. Mm-hmm. So now I, I feel like, why should I? I don't see the value in contributing towards that. Whereas if it's a funeral, mm. I think we, we're able to sympathize and, um, and, and more inclined to contribute towards that. Mm. And also like even the, the, the chats on like 
whether you should have a birthday party at a restaurant and have your guests pay for themselves. You know, those, those are conversations that happen all the time on Twitter. Right. And, and, and it's like, would you not want your friend or your sibling, whoever in your life to feel celebrated on their birthday? And if this mm. is something that you can do, uh, would you not want to do it? So I think it, it, it goes back to that viewing celebration as a luxury mm-hmm. that it's, it's not something that you need. Like if you can't, if you don't have money to celebrate your birthday, don't do it rather than asking people to come and, and celebrate and contribute mm-hmm. rather not do it because you, it's a luxury. You don't need it. Maybe even do it. What, what we see as important, like significant celebrations because yes. I know weddings are also a yes. big thing. Um, so it's probably also mm, the mm. things that we attach value to that we feel like, oh, maybe I can come behind this. Yeah. Maybe I can't. So if someone yes. wants to go to Kenya, what the heck? <laughs> you know, but it's because it's not a, a value, it's not something that you necessarily value for the next or you know, it's like, why would you spend money on that? Yeah. Um, I think also our yeah. relationship with money also um informs the decisions that we make absolutely in that yes. regard like yes. i'm gonna spend my money on that kind of thing um but i just yeah. wish man like i wish not only that thing you know i often think about like our generation particularly because also i'm in denial that we're 30 but <laughs> now that we're the adults you know that i'm very in denial about all those things so i think about like are we going to be the peeling generation? You know, how can I lay like a, something at someone's house, a <laughs> funeral, whatever it may be. Um, are we going to be the peeling generation or are we just, is that all going to come to our oh, catering? Um, <laughs> you know, cause I feel like, and I think I'm like this in a sense, like I, I feel like the value of community that it fosters is something that I am like, we need this, you know? And I think yes. that's the feeling that yes. I struggle to explain about celebrating is that I'm like, this is for us, man. Like, and I think celebrating makes it no longer just about me. Cause of course I hate the attention. Mm. I never want to mm. be the center of attention. I don't want like speeches and <laughs> I'd like, mm, you know, but I'm mm. like this, then it becomes about us. It's no longer, but it's a, ha, huh, we're all doing this together kind of thing. And I, and I really value that. So I think, um, yeah, I feel like we were, were pro- I, I'm worried that at least by the time our children are like adults, that mm-hmm. the sense of community and the sense of like dependence on one another that is fostered by bearing the burden of those celebrations or even like the funerals together is just gonna mm-hmm. be lost. And I'm like, oh. Uh, hopefully not. You know? No. I but really it's gonna don't. take work. And I think like preserving things like that, it takes a lot of work. I think so too. And intentionality and but it's up to us, eh? We we have to do it. How do we do it? And you get to you influence those that are around you <laughs> to, to come true. along on the journey with you. That's why and I, I think I'm going to celebrate because <laughs> you all then don't have a choice. <laughs> Absolutely. You can influence me. Sorry, I interrupted you. You were saying so, anything that? Um, I can't remember. Did you forget? 
you were saying that it's up to us to influence um, and to sort of yeah. do that in, in the community to sort of keep it alive. And then you were saying, and I think yeah. that... Oh. I can't remember what I was going to say, but I have something else to say that um, that a lot of I think you don't um, oftentimes we don't appreciate something until we've experienced it. Mm. So I think um, though, like you know, almost like paired forward. Mm. That um, I remember, like I I was of the opinion that like funerals are too much admin like let's give everyone sandwiches and mm-hmm. move it along you know I hate to Until... point it out but where does that thought come from I <laughs> know of course of course who is the influence <laughs> we, we, we hate, all know I hate to know. be that person but I'm just saying and um until I you know, until I had to plan a funeral and and realize that without community with like I don't know what could I would have, have done. <laughs> like it could have never happened the way that it did. And mm. um, and it's because I've experienced it and mm. I've now seen the value in it, I'm able to to do it unto others. Wow. Um, and and I think that as I do it unto others, they get to experience the the mm. value of having community come alongside oh, you. And I hopefully they that. do it unto others. So um, I and that. so I, I think. I think we can do that not only with funerals, but like with everything, with all celebrations, mm. like uh, birthdays, graduations, weddings, bridal shower, all the things, nah. all the things, and it's even crazy. baby, like mm. yes, baby showers, even baby, like even baby showers, and and I think that, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what are you loving at? You already know, but that's what I'll say. Uh, I think that it's it's almost like I almost want to say like baby showers have lost the the actual meaning behind what it is that we do. Yeah, and um, so I just now thinking like oftentimes it's so easy to think you know things as an inconvenience until yeah. you actually realize like why why do we do what we do why why do baby showers exist why do why do um bridal showers exist so that we can as community we can come alongside the new parents come yeah, alongside the new, new couple bride, and yeah. and actually and be like we are your community we are here like you aren't this is gonna alone. make me cry <laughs> like this baby is ours so we are <laughs> so oh my god yeah so i think I think just going back to like the root of what it is that we do and why we do it. And mm. I think even our expectation, because yeah. sometimes our expectation is what sort of ruins experience for people who want to participate. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like you're saying that we, we can lose the essence of baby showers or the essence of bridal showers or things like that. Um, mm. It can make it feel like who for the people who <laughs> are your community and want to you know um to participate mm. it can feel somehow unbearable because i think also as culture has evolved you know now baby showers powder understand you know but now we want what we want <laughs> yeah you know yeah. and if you want what you want like it it can be 
and I'm not saying don't want what you want. You know, I don't think that's the right or wrong necessarily, but I'm thinking mm. about mm. how our expectation can influence um, the participation of the people who are our community. Yeah. Um, also yeah. considering the fact that affordability is relative, you know, in the mm. community mm. that we live in. So I like the idea of, that's what I always say, and you know this, you do that because you're my friend. <laughs> and it, it, guys, it is everyone's planner for everything. <laughs> So I make I'm retired though. No, you it when it's time to sell whatever celebration I'm gonna have, there are two of you that I have in mind. It's you and another friend. I won't put them on the spot. Okay. You and another friend of mine. I ain't putting nobody's name out there, okay? But you, you know, okay? the world has heard me say it this very day on this very episode. You have to hang up your retirement and then quickly participate and then be out. And then I could go back yeah, 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 to retirement. Yeah. I always yeah. say I want every like I I don't want to know I don't want I don't want the oh I want this oh I want that oh I want this because I'm conscious of how restricting that can be to people. I just want to mm. be surprised. <laughs> mm. I want you to do what you want to, how you can do it. I mean, I think my friends also know me well enough to know. Oh, she wouldn't like that. You know. I was about to say like I I feel like I could plan exactly what you want <laughs> exactly and so exactly. i'm not putting any limit i don't want to put limitations i don't want to put restrictions i don't want oh but i want this chair oh but i want oh but i want i, want. Mm. I literally just want it to be for us and to have a good time yeah. and i don't want people to yeah. like spend like three million oh my gosh you know i don't want yeah. i don't want it to be a burden for people i want it to be a joyous mm. participation like oh my gosh we did that and i think yeah and i think also like having expectations like that also limits it limits the way that people can yes because we we must come alongside yeah yeah Yeah. that's true yeah Yeah. and the beauty of communities that everybody does a little you know everybody Mm. does what they can Mm -hmm. everybody carries what they're able to to. yeah yeah that's very true and it works out in the end excuse me that's very true i'm thinking about um the norma young writes in her book about that um what do you call this? Uh, uh, something philanthropy. What's the word I'm looking for? Oh my gosh. Indigenous philanthropy is what she calls mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Where she saw her grandmother. There was a there was a passing of a girl at her school. And at that stage, she was going to a multiracial school. And there was someone who said, and it was a white child who said, I think their parent passed away, something like that. Someone in their child's life passed away. And then Noma Young, who's a black, who was a black child at that time was telling her mother and her grandmother who she lived with. And then her grandmother took what was her last 70 rand, put it in the envelope and said, mm. give it um, to the child's family, you mm. know? And I'm like, the last 70 rand, because it's what she had. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, yeah. it's not 3 million, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's not going to fill your tank or anything of that nature. But like, it's the sense of like, we're, we're in this together you know absolutely we're in this together and you know what for the sake of this sort of sentiment that we're talking about today i'm also very sentimental i think that's also why i like celebrations but for the sake of this uh-huh. sentiment i'm gonna celebrate every every all the moments because i want this like i want <laughs> i want this, <laughs> this yeah you need to influence me yeah look and i know you want this too i just think that you don't want the work that comes with it like the work that comes with the celebration you know, I think you're happy mm. to be an active participant in the community, but the, 
the the you know oh i need to ooh, uh, uh, that sort of stresses you out that's why i think you're so yeah. good, like at celebrating other people because you're an active participant you will throw it all the way down for everybody but <laughs> i have no doubt you do will freaking plan a concert at the dome if that's what someone said they <laughs> okay she will make it happen no strings uh, of, like no will. you will not even flinch she'll be like that's what they want that's what they want i can say let's go to dubai <laughs> for five days you are coming like that's what they want this is what people are once we're doing it you know you will gladly sacrifice yourself and but then you wouldn't do the same for yourself so i do think i'm gonna change on this the year now of i'm 30, away i'm away it is on, the year of 30 on this the year of 30 at least if if you can't do that for yourself create room for others to do it for you at least at the very least that's all i'll say okay <laughs> Is that okay? I'll for Google me? how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, help us, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. I'll Google. It is, it is a challenge. It is a, it's a challenge I'm accepting. Okay. That. I'm just saying. Your third is coming soon. It really is. In mm-hmm. like two mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I, yep. That's all you have. I have two months to ready myself. <laughs> yep, that's all you have. I'm just Help saying. Me, you don't have the whole year. Help us, Lord. And we're passing on this challenge to anybody who may be in a similar situation. Yep. Um, I can really think of one of our very loyal listeners that I'm oh. going to challenge to join me. Okay, loyal listener, on this, please. On this. Please. She knows herself. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's celebrate. Cultivating the let this be the year of cultivating the culture of celebration. Please, please, in Jesus' name, help us, Lord. Amen. Help us, amen, Lord. Amen, amen. Yeah, it's it's be, it's been a good one. It's I definitely didn't one. expect us to. Go. <laughs> it's been a good one. I'm happy. I didn't good. expect it so much introspection. to be doing this again. Yeah, right? It does. It feels good to be back. It feels good to be back. It feels good land. to be back. With that said, and though, then, the way our lives are set mm-hmm. up, we might need a lot more grace this year <laughs> than we've had to ask for in the previous year. Absolutely. I'm just Absolutely. saying, we might need a lot Yo. more grace and understanding, grace and peace than what we have in the past year mm. of, of, of TFC. But we're going to do our very best. Yes. And, you know, that's all we can do. Our very best. (laughs) And and I hope that everyone has enjoyed this episode. Mm -hmm. And, you know, (laughs) Um, what are the, you said that I always remember. Now I can't remember. (laughs) You psyched yourself out. Yes. Of remembering, I, I I'm, not a worthy, I'm not a worthy. I'm not a. I'm not a worthy co-pilot in that regard. Instagram. Instagram. Yes. On Instagram, let us know any topics that you would like us to talk about. Give us your thoughts, feels on any of the conversations that we've had. Mm. Uh, we love hearing from everybody. And uh, remember to comment on um, on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Um, share the podcast. 
Do mm-hmm. share the episode with anyone that you feel like would benefit from it. Mm-hmm. We love to grow our, our community and, and we hope that this sparks um, conversations with your community, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not always able to hear back from those that listen to us, but we hope that it sparks conversations um, in your community. Until next time. Bye. Bye.